The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, 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 hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the NBA Today, a hoop ball presentation. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. Follow me at Corbin NBA. And before we start, I figured I would tell a little bit about myself, the guy you'll be hearing this show from, a little bit how I see the show going and what you can expect, and then just kind of briefly jump into some segments I introduce and send you on your way. I am a super huge NBA fan. And when I say super huge, I mean I am all about NBA League Pass. When I'm not watching NBA games, I will watch older NBA games on YouTube, you know, uh, checking out certain channels, which I'm not going to name because I want to have those around. I will be playing NBA 2K. And mind you, I'm going to let you know right now, for me, the OG NBA 2K is the only ones that are great in terms of gameplay. NBA 2K12. NBA 2K13, but I also play uh, NBA 2K10 and 11 as well. I love those older ones, just for the gameplay, but I will play all of them. I have no issue. Um, Those are my great joys of recreation when I'm not actually playing basketball. And when I'm not doing that, if I'm on the computer and I'm not researching for the show or anything, I have another game I play called Basketball GM, which is just another simulation for basketball. You can use college teams, NBA teams, uh, auto-generated, made-up teams. It's fun. It's amazing. But ball is life. And when I say that, I mean that in the literal sense of the term for me. uh, And you could say this because I have no other life outside of that. And you might not be wrong. But that's just a little bit about myself. I love cracking jokes. Uh, I may not land 45% of them, but I think I'm witty and I like to use that in my advantage. You'll hear a lot of corny one-liners. And you know what? You're just going to have to bear with them because I can't turn it off. It, It is who I am. I'm very excited to be able to do this show, to be come at you every day. This, working with Hoopball has been amazing. And to be able to have a platform to talk about the game I love with people who are also into the game, you, you can't ask for anything better than that. And so I really hope my passion for that shows and really comes across. Because it's true. It's authentic. It's real. You know, this is the reason why NBA fans watch the games. We debate about them. We endure NBA Twitter for all of its joys and heartbreaks and and ludicrous loveliness. Um, did I say ludicrous? Yes, I did. So, you know, I just want to have a, a, a chance to really express that and show that love. And with NBA Today, I do. And I'm so excited to have you all along with the ride and see where this thing goes. So the show, it's not going to be the traditional recap show in the sense of I'll just show the games of the night. That's just not what I'm tied down to. You know, I have the freedom to, if there's an especially important game, let's say today is March the 1st, so Lakers and Pelicans clash. By the time you hear this, that'll be over. It hasn't yet started during my time recording, but if I'm, let's say, recording this later and the game was a big one and there's a lot to break down and and it's something that I think is interesting, we're going to talk about that. That's what you're going to be able to listen to the very next day, but there might be days where, hey, we're going to go a blast from the past. I have so many segments I'm excited to share with you, and one of them is just going and looking back on older teams older players that we forget, the Mitch Richmonds of the world, the Sidney Moncriefs of the world, the 1987 uh, Seattle Supersonics. You had three players scoring over 20 points a game, Tom Chambers, Xavier McDaniel, and Dale Ellis. You know, those types of, of, of segments, those types of tips, it's all about the NBA. And, and that's, 
that transcends time. And I'm excited to be able to have that ability to go there with you all. And so there's not really a, a, a hard and fast format for that. And that should be fun, should keep you on toes. If it's a big game, a triple overtime thriller between the Rockets and the Lakers, yes, I will be all on that. You better believe it. If there's a big trade, trade season, free agency, we are here. Like, that's a thing. But at the same time, I want you all to be able to just come on and listen to a person talk hoops and hopefully start a conversation. So I'm going to always run by Twitter handle at CorbinNBA because I want to kind of ex- extend those talks outside of this show. And I'm looking forward to definitely doing that. So the first segment that I'm excited to bring is is literally just called My Team. I did mention this when I was talking about myself, but I am just a straight-up Lakers fan. Since 2003, uh, the year that the San Antonio Spurs uh, won the championship, but when I was really coming of age as a young boy, and I saw the jersey colors, purple and yellow, and I just said, that's my team. That's the team I want. And it's really that. Kobe wasn't a player I really was aware of outside of someone shooting the ball a lot. Shaq was a dominant beast, and you could tell that even at age, I'm not going to say my age, but it was just under 10. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I like that guy. No, I saw the purple and gold. I liked the colors, and thus a lifelong love-hate relationship with this team was born. Went through the Kwame Brown days, went through the Smush Parker days, the Brian Cooks, uh, all of that. You know, even with the Jordan Hills and the Nick Youngs, the Wesley Johnsons. And in between that, I was fortunate enough to witness or be able to watch several championships. And that's been great. And now, LeBron, AD, great supporting cast. Hopefully, we have a chance to go all the way, which which is there. And when I say we, you already see. You already hear it. I'm aligning myself with this team. There will be a segment <laughs> to go back called My Team where I just talk about the Lakers. Just them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a Lakers-centric uh, podcast, but I can't help share about my team. I'm having a conversation with you all. I would always bring up my Lakers. Purple and gold, Lake Show, all day. So, that's one to expect. Another segment I am excited to share is coming up, but first, but first, but first, I have to share this very important topic. The playoffs are coming. We are very, very soon, just over 50 days away from the NBA playoffs. Will Giannis lead the Bucs all the way? Will LeBron and AD against all odds come out of the Western Conference? Or will that deep, super stacked Clippers team that has more talent than it knows what to do with win it all? Are you a betting person? I'm not. I can just say that right now. I am not a betting person. The last person I bet was $10 of my grandma that the... uh, (laughs) that the Toronto Raptors would win in seven games over the Golden State Warriors, and obviously they won, but not in seven. I mean, I didn't lose a lot. But the point being, I'm here to give you someone, if you are a betting person, a resource you can use that can help you out. Head over to mybookie.ag. Make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for NBA games, MyBookie is where you want to go. My bookie has it all. I'm just going to say that. From the NBA to the Premier League. And I imagine that's soccer. But I'm very NBA-centric, so I would be taking a guess. But it doesn't worry. It doesn't matter. Because they have the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Well, Parlay Wagers lets you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. 
my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code today to activate the offer. Pretty simple, it's NBA Today. I'm going to say at least four times a show, NBA Today, NBA Today, 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 Today. There you go, I gave you five. Once again, that's promo code TODAY to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. All right, so another little segment I have here that I'm going to unveil is the Corbin Caduce. Caduce to you. I say it too many times, I might triple with a word. Caduce. It's just a shout-out, basically. And my and my Corbin Caduce today go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, yes, as a Lakers fan, I am not a, a big Clippers fan, just at all. They've always been that annoying, annoying little brother, little, little sibling, that's always right across the hall, has to share the room with you, has to ask for all the things. They, they don't touch you in terms of talent and what you may do, but they somehow get themselves a seat at the table, or at least the, the margins, the periphery of that. Um, and it, it, it surprised you continually. The Clippers had a really solid season in, what, 2006? They were fun in the 2000s. You know, you had Quentin Richardson, you know, shooting threes. You had, um, what is his name? I'm forgetting now. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is bugging me. I can't believe I can't remember. He was just in... I'm talking to you as if you're going to give me the answers here. But he was just in the Celebrity All-Star Game. Darius Miles. Oh, my goodness. You know, a fun little team that lost a lot of games. You know, they finished... Well, the 2000-2001 Clippers finished 31-51. and 51, But they were fun. They, they made that slam cover. You had Lamar Odom. Uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good squad. Then you had 2006, where they were built around Elton Brand, Corey Maggette... Uh, Sam Cassell, exciting then, you know, I think they lost in the second round of the playoffs that year to the Phoenix Suns in a very thrilling seven-game matchup. I would highly recommend you watch those games. They were just really good, a really fun team. Then you had more mediocrity. Um, I'm also forgetting that in the early 90s, you had Mark Jackson, Danny Manning, uh, other guys like that that were pretty good to lead to the playoffs for early first-round exits, but you could say the Clippers had some success there, and that that is good. Good for them, but in no way can you say that success was prolonged. The closest I would say to continued success was that Lob City era with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and we all saw how that ended. So to see this microwave championship contender, and that's what I call the Clippers, the way that they were formed, you know, they made a, a huge trade last year that kind of made some pieces uh, that made some pieces possible to make further moves over the offseason when you get Kawhi Leonard in free agency, when you get Paul George in that massive trade, and then the bio market where you pick up Reggie Jackson, you have all these other guys on this team now that could easily start on most teams in the NBA, but are now coming off the bench. You have, like I said, this, this microwave radio roster. And that is why I do not like them, I think, which is hilarious because also, for HoopBall, I uh, co-host the HoopBall Clippers podcast. Please give that a listen. Also, I mentioned being a Lakers fan. Check out the tremendous HoopBall Lakers podcast. So, having given those shout-outs there, my stance, obviously, is is interesting. How do you not like a team that you cover? You know, I try to be objective. But with that being said, let me get back to Corbin's kudos. Because I'm giving them kudos for giving a tribute video to Mike Scott. Yes, Mike Scott. 
Uh, journeyman forward, he was traded to the 76ers last year, February 19th, with Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic for Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamit, a 2020 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round draft pick, a 2021 second-round draft pick, and a 2023 second-round draft pick. And at this time, probably all those picks are in Oklahoma City uh, for the ability for them to have Paul George. But I digress. In those 53 games, Mike Scott averaged four points and three rebounds a game on 40% from the field and 39% from three. But hey, the Clippers gave him a tribute video. And for me, I am all about those. I don't care if you went to that team and had a cup of coffee with them. Give them a shout out. That's fine. If you think that they're important, then they're important. For every big Russell Westbrook tribute video, or, or almost, what, seven years ago, you had uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and their duo tribute videos. You also have others who were barely there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Covington gets a tribute video from the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> or D'Angelo Russell gets one from the Golden State Warriors. Or Clint Capella, he's probably going to get one from the Houston Rockets. I mean, Chris Paul didn't. He only spent two seasons there. Chris Paul being obviously a, a world better and different player than Clint Capella, but you get my point. That's where my Corbin's kudos is going to, because I think that that is really cool. They did not have to do that, and yet they did, and you know what I say? I say yay to that. All right, second segment. It's currently, the name is pending. I'm calling it Twitter Fingers right now. Um, I doubt I will stay with that. Just because I think I can be more original, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, this one is Twitter fingers for now, and this is something I saw on Twitter, and it's from uh, my good buddy at Snotty Drippin. He was commenting on all the Reggie Jackson takes. You know, the Clippers picked up Reggie Jackson in the bio market, and it was all these takes. The guy's a bum. He's busted. His knees are shot. Yada, yada. Look what he did in Detroit. He missed 40 games a season. That last part was mostly true, but now he's playing pretty well and I'm pulling these numbers here, off the bench for, or off the bench and starting in spots for the Los Angeles Clippers. And basically what Sonny Drippin said, and I'm going to read this just so that I'm not just quoting the guy, you know, quoting the guy just on my own, just without any actual context. He said, I guess my issue with all the Reggie Jackson takes before he had played a game where they were, that they were so definitive. Like people didn't think the last few years it's possible that he matured a bit. That he realizes he's not a star-type player. That he hasn't been healthy. And you know what I say that's Sonny Drippin? You're right, of course. It, it does. It doesn't make sense. But in this day and age where we have people, we hot takes, got to keep the machine going. NBA Twitter is looking for sparks to just go off on. That's what's going to happen. Hot takes abound. Now, Pistons fans, if you were watching, guys, and I follow at uh, Duncan Smith, other guys uh, who are in Pistons Twitter who are on the pulse of their team, they weren't saying that. They obviously know he's had a complicated, you know, little legacy in Detroit with injuries and whatnot and not really fulfilling everything that he was uh, hoping to bring there. He played 82 games once uh, for that team. But at the same time, they, they said, hey, he's not the bum that people who barely watch are saying. Like, let's have a little bit of uh, context here. Let's let's be a little more um, balanced in our takes. But we didn't listen because, of course, we didn't. So now... In Los Angeles, over four games, he's averaging eight points with three rebounds and four and a half assists, shooting 48% from the field and 41% from three. And I was like, whoa, 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 Reggie Jackson. Oh, my goodness. He is a great player. The Clippers just have an abundance of riches. Where did this come from? Well, maybe he was a half-decent player. Maybe he did mature. 
maybe he saw, okay, I can play within a role. That's spot duty. I'm able to come off the bench, hit some threes, get a team into their offense. I still have talent. I'm not a total bust. He never was. I mean, Forrest Curry's averaging 12 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists. That's decent. Or 548 games played. Okay. Just saying. We, we love to rush that. I am no different. I will jump on a hot take. Particularly for my Lakers in the bio market. Do not get me started. Okay? Conspiracy theories, all of that. But at the same time, you know, we have to come with that same energy if we're wrong. We just do. That's the Twitter finger segment. I'm with I'm with Donnie Drippin. My man James Olis. Yes. He said it. Maybe we need to take a little more time, think about these takes before we go, and form a well balanced viewpoint. <laughs> but we ain't gonna do that. <laughs> Alright, also, I gotta give a shout out to my man Shake Milton. 76 is lost to the Los Angeles Clippers. 136 to 130. Uh, 76ers are playing without Joel Embiid with injury without Ben Simmons but you know they did have Al Horford who 29 minutes only went for 12 points 4 of 11 from the field 1 of 4 from 3 definitely wasn't the main guy the 76 is running their offense through and that's because they had their man Shake Milton Shake Milton y'all come off the bench for the 76ers for the season get 17 minutes a game averaging 8 points 2 rebounds 2 assists for his career he averages 6 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. 23 years old from Southern Methodist. Second year in the NBA. Played 39 minutes. 39 minutes against Los Angeles Clippers at starting point guard. Scored 39 points. 14 of 20 from the field. 7 of 9 from 3. 4 of 5 from the free throw line. 3 rebounds. 5 assists. 1 steal. That's crazy production. He had 26 points at halftime on 4 of 4 from 3. He had had 14 made straight threes through late in the game. That's good. That's really, really good. I love when players who don't get their shine in such a deep league get their opportunity or get more of an opportunity or just hot one night and they just go off. That is awesome. Shake Milton deserves that. Just watching him knock down shot after shot, I was like, okay. Okay, let's go. And you can't help but get hyped about it. You really can't. That kind of explosion that Shake Milton put on tonight is what I hope Alex Caruso puts on at some point. He got to be a better three-point shooter than he is at this time. I'm just saying that and looking past bias or anything, that's just something Caruso would have to do. Because right now, my guy, when you're a career... Uh, where you right now for your he's shooting well actually he's shooting eh, low volume admittedly but 48% from three eh no <laughs> I'm just messing around he's shooting 35% from three but the point being that's still pretty good but let's say Alex Russo just went off just 29 points I'll even take that on on five or seven threes I would be excited about that alright but I digress that, that was just another one I had to say hey you know, shout out to Shake Milton. He balled out, had a career day today. The fact that the 76 were able to match with this deep Clippers team and still be in the game, a game where you had five players in double figures, four of them with over 20 points. Kawhi Leonard went for 30 points on 10 of 20 shooting. Lou Williams went for 24 and 8 of 12 shooting. Montrez Harrell, 24 points, 9 rebounds on 7 of 12 from the field. Paul George, 24 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. 
Reggie Jackson, just mentioned him, four or five from the field, one of those being a three. I mean, you have all these guys. Marcus Moore has just missed the cut with nine points. Everyone who played, with the exception of Patrick Beverly, who somehow played 23 minutes and not one bucket, <laughs> scored for the Clippers. So the fact that you come in severely overwhelmed, at least from an offensive standpoint, with only Tobias Harris and Al Horford being your main threats, or so you thought, with Josh Richardson. And by the way, Josh Richardson, you know, played 10 minutes, had 9 points. Al Horford, we already mentioned him. Tobias Harris went for 25, 11-21 from the field, 3-7 from 3. Good game from him, but tonight was Shake Milton's night, or this story belongs to Shake Milton, and that right there is great to see. Right, real quick, got one little thing. This is a short-term segment because, uh, you know, it's all time-sensitive and whatnot, but we have the race for 8th. In the Western Conference, where things are tight. Oh, wait, you thought I was going to talk about the race for ace with the Eastern Conference? <laughs> okay, let me break that down real quick for you. Right now, the Brooklyn Nets sit at 26-33. and 33. I think they're pretty safe. They hold a five-game edge over the Wizards, who are at 21-37. and 37. Then you have the Hornets right behind them, who are at 21-39. and 39. Then you have the Bulls, who are at 20-40. and 40. And At this point, I feel really sad that I'm running these sad numbers, and I'm just going to run to the Western Conference. <laughs> so, Western Conference. Race for eighth. Right now, the Grizzlies hold a very tenuous lead over the New Orleans Pelicans. They're at 29-31 and 31 with a big win over the Los Angeles Lakers last night. The Pelicans are at 26-33. and 33. Spurs are right behind them, tied in the loss column at 33 with one less win. Trailblazers at 26-35 and 35 and praying desperately for the return of Damian Lillard. After that, you have the Kings, who are one behind them at 25-34. and 34. And Then you have the Suns, for all intents and purposes, who are out of the race, but at 24-37 and 37 are just there. What's that? That's 13 teams. And then, yeah, the Timberwolves and Warriors have no chance. But that, that's the race right now. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very torn. To see a young Grizzlies team with a lot of spice, John Morant, that would be great against the Lakers. But if we're being very, very serious serious seriously being very serious who wants the pelicans who doesn't want lebron versus zion the laker rejects versus the prize laker ad who they were all shipped off for uh one of whom brandon ingram definitely even said wow you know i really was hoping that uh the lakers invest in us as a young core but we get it it's a business it is what it is you're right brandon it is what it is but what better way to get revenge than to get a massive upset over the lakers and honestly the way the pelicans score in transition up and down i could see them being just more than frisky enough for the Lakers to handle. At least make them sweat a little bit. Much less having a Zion come out party. We saw the last matchup. We'll, we'll see what tonight brings, but this past matchup earlier this week, Zion was muscling his way in over AD, getting what he wanted from a strength standpoint. AD had a hard time scoring, and LeBron had to measure the difference with a season-high 40, but it was fun. Brandon Ingram played well. You already have uh, Drew, Drew Holiday, who is just a great player, underrated, uh, habitually underrated, and it, it will be really, really fun. It will be really, really fun. I'm excited for that, if that were to come into fruition. However, for the Grizzlies to not have been even expected to make the playoffs, to be where they are right now, props to them. And honestly, I don't think as NBA fans we lose either way. Yeah, we would gain more with Zion and the Pelicans because it's Zion and the Pelicans. But, let's not kid ourselves. That Grizzlies team is, is pretty good. The only thing I'm upset by is that Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for a long stretch here. Brandon Clark is also out for a long stretch here. So, I, I don't know if I'd want them to be uh, tender to the fire 
or first round fodder as much as any eighth place team can be to a first place team but bringing them in let's say let's say John Morant keeps playing as well as he is and the Grizzlies hold off the Pelicans hold off the Spurs hold these hold off these other teams to make the playoffs but now you are weaker and exposed and now LeBron is in playoff mode zero dark 30 good night bye bye see you later that's kind of where we're at there so that being said I'm gonna just put my pick and say I hope the Pelicans make it uh, I talked myself into it, <laughs> but also, can we not, and I, I know everyone is doing this right now, it's such the craze, but can we not give a shout out to Zion Williamson and the way the dudes play, he's still working himself into shape, still missed only half the season with that knee, he's also the first teenager in NBA history to score 20 plus points in 10 straight games, That that's pretty solid, it is. He's a beast. You have people saying, oh, he won't. How will he build a match in the NBA with these big grown men who are experienced? And you're not going to be throwing them around like it's college. No, no. You're not going to be ripping the ball out of their hands. You can forget about that. I'd like to see what he does against the Jonas Valanciunas. How about that? Uh, against the Beast, the DeMarcus Cousins. We have to wait and see about that. You know, against the real bigs of the, of the, of the NBA. The dude is, is playing the same way. He is coming better than advertised. In, in the 14 games that Nuance has played with Zion, the Pelicans are 8-6. and six. I mean, they're, they're on a winning record with him. You can see the way the offense changes when he's in the game and when he's not. They have a powerful offense with Zion. Powerful. Without, I'd say they have a high power. They move the ball up and down. Brandon Ingram is an all-star for a reason. Alonzo Ball's coming to his own, and Drew Holiday is as solid as they come. They have other great pieces, Nicola Melli, uh, you have Jackson Hayes, you have other guys, Josh Hart, you have guys out there who, who also play. I'm, I'm Derek Favors, I'm not I'm not saying that is, is Zion a bunch of scrubs, do not get it twisted. I like that team. J.J. Redick, who is out uh, for two weeks with a hamstring strain, I did have to mention that. This team, though, the Pelicans, they, it's not like they were a horrible team. They went through a tough stretch where they're 18-27, a lot of that due to just defensive issues, kind of coming to their own adjusting without Zion and, 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 and the way they were playing, finding an identity. They had a tough schedule because the NBA had a lot of their, you know, star study games top heavy at the beginning of the year. And now they're in position where they can actually catch up on the Grizzlies because they're playing teams that they are better than. That they have a better chance of beating. So you got your you, you know you got your embarrassing losses and stuff in the beginning to set up for a softer stretch now. I'm not saying that's how it was advertised, but that's how the cookie crumbles for the New Orleans Pelicans. And so this right now can give them a chance. And if Zion can lead this team past the something Grizzlies for the eighth and final Western Conference spot, that'll be nice. That'll add to the, the Zion narrative already coming in and leading the Pelicans to a playoff spot in his first year. Something Anthony Davis didn't do, you know, for his first two, three years, three years I want to say. So that that's something. At the same time, that would, like I said, result in a date with LeBron and the Lakers. So really have to see what happens. The Grizzlies, before beating the Lakers, were in a free fall. They just snapped a five-game losing streak. The Pelicans have to play the Grizzlies two more times. If they win those, they get a clean 4-0 sweep over the Memphis, as well as the tiebreaker if the two teams finish with the same record at the standings, which is possible. So we'll really have to see how it goes. But yeah, y'all, that is just a little brief taste of what you can expect from the NBA today. 
I am really, really excited to be able to do this with you all. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Anyone who does, even if it's just a moment, I appreciate it. Be sure to follow Hoopball. They are an amazing resource just for basketball, fantasy takes. They have uh, team stuff on the Blazers, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Lakers. I'm probably missing another knowing me. But follow them at Hoopball Tweets. Please, please, please follow me at Corbin NBA. I desperately need the followers. I just do. I love the more conversations about hoops, and this is a great way to do it. I am looking so, so forward to speaking to you again. Have a great one, y'all. Take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.